Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday the 30th of April. In a major COVID breach, passengers have found a loophole to still travel back to Australia from COVID-stricken India. Despite the federal government this week banning flights to and from the hotspot until May, a number of travellers, including Aussie cricketers Adam Zamper and Kane Richardson, flew via Doha and arrived back home in Australia yesterday. And we'll have more details from our reporter on this story shortly. Meantime, in a separate COVID breach, authorities have apologised over a serious incident at Brisbane Airport. Two passengers on a quarantine flight from Papua New Guinea were accidentally let into the international terminal, going shopping, attending a cafe and using the bathroom. Queensland Health has released a statement overnight saying the pair pose a low risk. They were both wearing masks at the time and they haven't shown any COVID symptoms as yet. Human error is believed to be behind the bungle with a full investigation now underway. Also this morning, the Therapeutic Goods Administration says current evidence does not suggest the recent deaths of two men in New South Wales were linked to the COVID vaccines. While the cases are still under investigation, the TGA has warned people against jumping to conclusion over the recent deaths. Here is the head of the TGA, Professor John Skerritt. So knowing that there's a small background risk of rare blood clots is something to not hide, but all medicines, all treatments, all medical procedures, all activities of daily living, driving a car, flying in an aeroplane, have some risk. And in the case of these vaccines, the benefits exceed the risk. As National Cabinet meets again today, a bold new plan by Victoria to build a regional quarantine hub is set to be top of the agenda. The 500-bed facility would cost around $15 million to build and would be used instead of city hotel quarantine, which has been plagued with problems and leaks. Here's AMA President Dr Omar Korshad. It's good to see state governments making some concrete plans about what a quarantine facility could look like. But at the end of the day, without the money and the cooperation from the Commonwealth, uh, this plan is simply that, just another plan. In other news this morning, the country's top security expert has warned a terrorist attack is likely to occur in Australia in the next 12 months. Speaking at a parliamentary inquiry, ASIO Director-General Mike Burgess says there's been an increase in nationalist and racist violence, but the attack could come from either Islamic extremists or right-wing groups. We anticipate there will be a terrorist attack in this country in the next 12 months, and it can come from either ideology, and they're both capable of actually conducting acts of violence and that's where we focus. And Brittany Higgins is set to meet with Prime Minister Scott Morrison today to talk about workplace culture and reforms in Canberra. The former Liberal Party staffer alleges she was raped by a colleague in the former Defence Minister's office at Parliament House two years ago. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Friday morning and we start in Queensland and a devastated Gold Coast family is preparing to withdraw life support for a six-year-old boy after a freak accident involving a toy. Our reporter Rob McLeod has more from the Gold Coast. Thanks, Tash. Six-year-old Declan Babington MacDonald has been on life support in the Queensland Children's Hospital since last Sunday. His family said he had a severe accident at their Narang home while he was playing with a toy purchased from SeaWorld. 
Doctors have told the family that his injuries are beyond recovery and his life support will be turned off by the end of the day. It's not known exactly how the boy was injured. However, SeaWorld has withdrawn the toy in question from sale. It's a small stuffed penguin with a long walking lead attached to its neck. Village Roadshow Theme Parks has issued a statement saying it was distressed to learn about the accident and will fully cooperate into all investigations into the matter. To New South Wales now, and a Sydney family who lost three children in a horror crash has been dealt another cruel blow, with a thief targeting their home during a brazen break-in. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has the latest from Sydney. Tash, the family whose three children were killed by a drunk driver in a horror crash at Oatlands, have now become the targets of a terrifying break-in. A thief smashed his way into the Abdullah family's home in Tilopia on Wednesday morning, stealing a bag, jewellery and a phone before taking off in a stolen white Audi. Layla Abdullah says she was sitting at the kitchen bench looking at pictures of her children when the theft took place. I was too focused on my kids' pictures, on Anthony, Angelina, Sienna, on the pictures and the videos. So I didn't even feel it. I just felt him leaving. That audio thanks to Nine. Layla says it's not about the things, but some of the items had sentimental value. And she also believes they took the mobile phone of her son, Anthony, who was killed in the crash. Police hope the thief and the driver of the Audi will hand themselves in. And to WA, and in breaking news this morning, COVID restrictions are set to ease across the state tomorrow after the Perth and Pill regions were plunged into a snap three-day lockdown last weekend. Masks will continue to be mandatory for indoor public venues, but will not be required to be worn outside where people can physically distance, while major stadiums will be able to reopen with 75% capacity. Here is the WA Premier, Mark McGowan. We just need to get through this week to be 100% sure the virus is not lingering in our community. While businesses impacted by the lockdowns will be able to apply for financial grants of $2,000. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we are joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. And Scott, good morning. There's a suggestion we might start paying the power stations to keep their own lights on. Yeah, Tash, good morning. It's uh, exactly the news we want to hear, isn't it? Power bills aren't quite high enough. So we may yet have to pay those, particularly coal-generating power stations or coal-fired power stations, to actually keep their own lights on. Now, I'm being a bit uh, a bit silly, of course. The, the story here is that the stability of the grid is a risk. If the rest of us go solar or renewable and there's no consistent what they call baseload power generation. Now, this is a super hot, super controversial topic, but at the moment it looks like if we take too much power out of that grid, it actually jeopardises the coal-fired power, so power stations generation overall and of course that would mean lights out across the country so i don't know that's justified (laughs) and frankly it's going to hurt we may have to pay them to keep their own lights on which is something well that's going to be interesting and talking about (laughs) bills we're all struggling Mm. to pay the bills at the moment but this could be good news with the budget the treasurer is set to announce a big spending budget which is set to be handed down in just a few weeks yeah, the treasurer fraud maker seems to have rediscovered religion. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know it was a uh, a pre-election budget, would you? It's one, no, one, all of a sudden, all no. of a sudden, he's rediscovered the value of of spending and jobs and all those de- debts. Not so bad now after ten or so years of saying how terrible debt was. Now it's actually a good thing. Uh, look, I'm being again a little flippant because it's Friday, but um, the, the treasurer apparently is going to unveil a budget which might have a deficit of up to fifty billion dollars. Uh, possibly tax cuts, possibly some stimulus for job creation. Those are all good things, by the way, particularly the tax cuts. We like those. Uh, But it does really raise the question of how long will it take for us to pay back that COVID debt? 
Uh, multi-generational is the, is the phrase that's being used these days. I'm not sure we should leave it for our kids, but at least this year we will be uh, probably getting some tax cuts and uh, a bit of pre-election sweetness just to make us feel happy come uh, election day. Well, kids are okay. They can pay the bills later, can't they? Kids are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about bills, Gina Reinhart will not have to worry about paying any bills at the moment. This is incredible. Roy Hill paying a $1.35 billion quarterly dividend. It's almost worth breaking those down, isn't it? So Roy Hill, of course, Jenna Reinhardt's private company, Iron Ore Miner out in WA, it's going to pay a dividend of $1.35 billion with a B. And by the way, that's for one quarter. So you oh, annualise wow. that, that's close to $6 billion a year. Uh, Iron Ore, of course, is going through the roof, currently around $200 a tonne, give or take, among friends, costing about $20 to get it out of the ground. That's about a 90% margin. They are absolutely raking it in. Good news for those companies, good news for the federal budget. But as you say, uh, when the visa card statement comes in, Jen is probably going to be okay. She can can probably make that payment this time around, I reckon. Happy Friday. Thank you as always, Scott. Thanks, Tash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, as we mentioned earlier this morning, a major loophole has allowed some Australians to get home from COVID-ravaged India, including two cricketers. Yeah, Adam Zamper and Kane Richardson. Good morning, Tash. We've been talking about them this week and that they they decided to leave the biosecure bubble that the Indian Premier League has to return home, but they didn't get out fast enough uh, when Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, announced on Tuesday that the borders to India uh, would be shut for the next three weeks so they were kind of stranded in Mumbai wondering how they were going to get home. Yesterday we said they'd jumped on a charter flight, we didn't know where they'd gone, it appears they've gone to Doha as a sort of gateway destination to get back to Australia and that is apparently what they've done now the interesting part about this is that the PM did clarify on Tuesday that those destinations like Doha Dubai, Singapore, Kuala Lumpur that you normally fly through had also suspended all travel to and from India so how did they get to Doha uh, and then on to Australia. That's uh, the big mystery this morning or how they were uh, allowed to do so. Uh, I guess at Doha Airport, um, they're not checking or it's not their responsibility to stop people from getting on flights. Uh, so they're back in Australia uh, reportedly and uh, you'd assume now they'll have to su- serve a couple of weeks of a quarantine. But as you said, a bit of a loophole in the system there um, that you'd think they'd have to uh, slam shut pretty tightly because we know that there are thousands and thousands of Australians still in India who would love to get back home. Yeah, well said. Now also, Brett, the NRL, what a game last night. South Sydney charged on to its seventh win in a row against the Canberra Raiders last night, despite missing one of its biggest stars. Yeah, Latrell Mitchell, of course, uh, out suspended. They were trailing by two points at halftime, managed to get the job done 34-20 to 20 in Canberra. By the way, the Raiders have only won one game at home this season. They've now lost four in a row, so they're in all sorts. Uh, but you would have uh, thought that maybe South Sydney had lost last night, judging on Wayne Bennett's mood uh, in the post-match media conference. When we're just um, mentally not strong enough at the moment with our attitudes, we were good for a month there, but we've just gone back into the old, old habits. So mentally not strong enough, wasn't happy that it was far from a 80-minute performance, but still seven wins in a row. They're just behind the Panthers now, the only unbeaten side left in the comp. Adam Reynolds had a perfect night off the boot for the Bunnies. There are reports he's been offered a three-year deal to jump ship to the Sharks. The Broncos were also reportedly in the mix for the halfback. Their coach, Kevin Walters, won't reveal exactly who he's chasing. We're looking at our roster, mate, and we're trying to 
improve it all the time. So are there good players on the market available? Yes, there are. Will we be speaking to those players? Yes, we will. And the Broncos host the Titans tonight in the earlier game, Tash. It's the Sharks up against the Storm. So many mind games going off the field with um, the footy, isn't there? Absolutely. <laughs> to the AFL now. And the Bulldogs and Tigers will both be missing some star players as well as they prepare for tonight's AFL blockbuster. Yeah, of course, Dustin Martin is on concussion leave. He has uh, rushed over to New Zealand to catch up with his dad while he serves 12 days out under the AFL's concussion ruling this year. Josh Dunkley is the Bulldog star who's out with a pop shoulder. Tim English, Ling John also suffering injuries last week, but still two quality sides. The Bulldogs unbeaten, one of only two sides left in the AFL who haven't lost so far. And, of course, Richmond have won three out of the past four premierships. Now, normally coaches don't reveal too much in terms of their game plan, but Damien Hardwick was quite open with how he intends to stop the dogs tonight. Look, they high possession side, they use their ball, they create really good shape around the ball, but it opens ourselves up to our blitz. You know, one of our strengths, our ability to put pressure on the ball. So contrasting game styles should be a cracker tonight in the AFL. Look forward to a great weekend of sport. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now this Friday morning as we head into the beautiful weekend. Showers and 25 today for Brisbane. Morning smoke haze again for Sydney, top of 24. Sunny and 23 today for Melbourne. Chilly start to the day for Canberra. Morning fog and also some smoke haze, top of 21. The clouds should clear from Hobart, top of 20 today. Sunny and a beautiful 26 this Friday for Adelaide. Possible early shower for Perth, top of 20. And sunny and 34 for Darwin. And how's this for a feel-good Friday story? To mark their 10-year wedding anniversary, Wills and Kate have released a very emotional video of their family on their social media accounts. The rare insight into their family life shows the young royals playing with their three children, George, Charlotte and Louis, in the park and on a beach and even toasting delicious marshmallows by a campfire. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge say they are enormously grateful for the 10 years of support they have received in their lives as a family. Congratulations. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand new talk show, Australia Today with Steve Price, by heading to listener.com or downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a beautiful weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Listener.